Hello, you're listening to The Path. I'm your host, Matt Ralph, editor of BrotherlyGame.com, a website that covers the Philadelphia Union and soccer in greater Philadelphia. I'm happy to be joined by Arian Rondell on this episode. Arian is a designer based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, who recently was involved in the refresh of the Reading United logo. Uh, Reading United, of course, is the USL League 2, twice defending runner-up, unfortunately. They didn't win either of the last two years, but made the final of of USL League 2 the last two years. Unfortunately, uh, they were planning to have their uh, celebrate their 25th season this year, and unfortunately that season has been canceled, uh, the official season anyway, so they won't have a chance to try to get back to that final and win it this year in 2020. I had a conversation with Arian prior to the, the shutdown of soccer and everything else just about uh, because of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And we talked a little bit about the process of him refreshing this logo for this club that's been around, you know, for, for more than 20 years now and just how, how that went and his, his, his design process. And also just for him to be involved with this club, he was an intern with Reading United when he was a student at Kutztown University. And so it's a, it's an interesting journey he's taken as a designer and someone who, who previously I first met when he was contributing to Brotherly Game. So uh, it was great to catch up with Arian and, and, and get yeah, pick his brain a little bit about the process of, of doing a, a refresh design for, for a local soccer club. You know, starting off, uh, Aaron, you know, you know, talk to me a little bit about um, your involvement in the project, how you got involved, and what it was like to, to be uh, to, to kind of be back with Reading United working with them on this project. Yeah, uh, thanks for talking to me on it. It's been uh, kind of a fast process. Uh, they approached me, Reading United, uh, a little bit before the new year in 2019, so, or excuse me, 2020, so November ish, October, November. And there are some talks about rebranding or doing a refresh at the club. And things were up in the air with union ties and some other club dynamics. And then we kind of got clarity on a lot of the background stuff. And I was able to hit the ground running with starting to sketch and draw and do stuff to deliver um, before the schedule came out for USL League 2. And um, so I think from start to finish, really, it was about a month-long project, so it was very fast, a lot of pivots very quickly. Um, so that was kind of the rough process. And how I got connected with the ownership group there was back in, I believe, 2014. I interned with the club as a marketing slash uh, communications intern. I kind of created my own title and role there um, while I was at school at Kutztown University. And just kind of did game day operations, social media, uh, various other things. And that's how I got to know the club, some of the history, the owners, some of the players at the time. And um, that's kind of how those connections and bridges were built. So it was kind of going back to that like hometown-esque route, if you will. Um, Growing up in Lancaster, I was only about 45 minutes from Reading ever since I was a little boy. So. Yeah, and you know one of the things I think it's neat about uh, when you talk about Reading United, and obviously they were the Reading Rage before that, before they rebranded their name. But the the as an organization, as a club, they they started before MLS. So 
Um, you know, this this year we're kind of talking a lot about the 25th season of MLS, and uh, you know, there's the you know the, a separate topic is the jerseys and the the, the way they they're paying homage to that. But um, in terms of uh, you know knowing that you know this club that has a long history. Um, has been, you know, one of the one of the more notable development clubs in the U.S. in terms of its just longevity as a team. But then also, if you look across MLS rosters, even still, and see the connections of players who have come through that um, who have come through that program in the summer. Um, you know, what about that was like kind of cool to you as an intern and also uh, working on this project? Yeah, I think as an intern, I don't know if I realized it as much even then. Uh, I think back in college, I was way more involved with the soccer community. Um, son of Ben member, season ticket holder for the union at the time, and very much in the, the depths of it. Uh, went to the U.S. Open Cup game with the Red Bulls and against Reading United and Harrison. Um, so a lot of really cool experiences and that history is definitely very much there and they do pride themselves on that. Um, we did a couple of very unique pieces that highlighted all of the players that ended up going pro, uh, up to that point in time. And I think since, I think they probably graduated 50, 70 plus players to MLS or various other professional leagues. So definitely really unique to be a part of that, um, that heritage now as they're going into their 25th year and kind of, that was an impetus of why the refresh. They kind of wanted to, with some of the background stuff going on at the club, uh, celebrate that in a, a unique way, but also kind of step forward into a new chapter and hopefully another 25-plus years. Um, so to be able to build on that heritage of players like uh, Rosenberry and, and Ray Gaddis at the Union, um, there's just been a lot of names that have gone through there. So to add myself to that side, of uh, the club on the, the back end it's been really cool um, and what they're doing I think despite some of the Open Cup changes this season or this upcoming season and some various uh, background things I think that legacy will definitely continue and uh, excited to see where that goes In terms of you know Reading and the Railroad uh, are very big associations um, you know how important was it to kind of keep that, that iconic uh, imagery of the of the train and, and the logo and, and, and as part of this project? Yeah, there is a couple of non-negotiables uh, for what stayed in the, the refresh. So um, the train obviously being one of them, I think it would be uh, stupid to not keep that in there. It's, mm -hmm. it's the namesake of sorts. Um, but I think the, the association, especially with the location and the history that Reading has with the Reading Railroad Company, it, it's very strong, and to kind of build on that was really fun to kind of bring that to 2020 and then get to play with some of the secondary marks and keep the keystone uh, with one of the secondaries and use the throwback diamond uh, with the RU monogram. That definitely references directly back to the one of the original railroad uh, logos, Reading Railroad logos. So being able to tie into that rich history really informs a lot of the refresh. Um, so it kind of made it pretty easy to uh, move forward in regards of updating it. We didn't have to think of a, a new mascot or a new idea or a new concept. Um, it kind of kept the very fast process. One of the things with, with logo 
designs and refreshes or basically anytime as a designer you're touching the logo it can be very uh, very um, what's the right word uh, you know the reactions can be very strong <laughs> um, you know you think of uh, you know some of the corporate logo redesigns that have been uh, complete disasters and even recent more recently some uh, soccer teams that have kind of refreshed their logo or redone it and, and the, the response has not been great uh, by all indications the response for this has been very positive were you were you going into this were you concerned about what the reaction would be and what has sort of your response to the reaction to the to the to the unveiling of the of the refresh logo been yeah going into it i think any designer will be concerned on how it's received especially at a soccer club or a football club or if you're from europe um, we've seen a lot of really good examples but also bad uh, in the last couple of years um, and to add to that conversation is always a little nerve-wracking so when it let, went live um, that day I was probably refreshing Twitter nonstop. I was <laughs> refreshing various websites once publications went live um, especially within the design community you might not even be a soccer fan but you'll see a logo and it'll look bad or look good and you're already critiquing it and you know nothing about the club or the, the process. So to have a good response um, was definitely uh, a blessing. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, definitely definitely cool to see um, an overall positive response. And especially I, I texted some previous players uh, from the team to get their input, and get their thoughts. And um, yeah, overall it was, it was a really good response. And I think that again, goes back to the, the strong brand that Reading was already built on and the iconography of the train that we knew that this is what the club was and we didn't really stray from that. And I think that kind of guided uh, the, the smooth process, just knowing what the club was uh, personally, being a part of it, but also the ownership group and the, the stakeholders in the process were very uh, clear on what it needed to be. Um, so I think that definitely led to a lot of the success. Luke McClung from the Doobie Brothers, who wrote an article for Brotherly Game about it, you know, kind of was commenting about just the how it it really, you know, really sort of showcases the club and and you know it doesn't it, it's not like a complete left hand left hand turn. Uh, it's not like you said it, it keeps the it keeps the things that that really point to the history of the club and, and to the location of the club. I mean, I think it's cool that just, you know, you think about the connection of, you know, the Reading, Reading Railroad to Philadelphia and to the region. And, um, you know, so, you know, that aspect of it, I think, is very present. Uh, but it also, it does, it does, it does change the logo. It's, it's a very different look. It, it, it it's definitely a refreshed look. And um, I think it, so accomplish, accomplish those things. Um, so I think it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's great to see from a, you know, I'm certainly a, a fan of what Reading United has done over the years to see, you know, to see how uh, they were able to kind of work with you to kind of honor that history, but also give it, give it a look that, that, that puts it a little more in the present time. I mean, the, 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 the logo, the logo, logos can show their age as well, right? Like anything else, um, where, um where, you know, you were able to kind of do the things that made it to, to, to give it, you know, what you would, would want from a logo in 2020 um, from, that, from that respect. The other, um, the other aspect of, I think, just from, a, from more of a general design standpoint, 
Um, you know, what is it about, you know, because obviously you did design work for Reading before when you were working with them, um, you know, but you could do it, you could design something and uh, it's not going <laughs> to, if people didn't like it, it, it you know, what it, it would sort of be like here today, gone tomorrow. Obviously, when you're sure. designing a logo, there's, there's a, there's a, a you know, well, you want it to be a staying power. I mean, sometimes, some, some these these disasters where it's like, oops, we're not gonna, we're we're gonna we're gonna pretend we didn't uh, release that logo. We're gonna start over again. Sure. Um, but from that aspect of just thinking yourself about <laughs> logos and being a fan of the game, you know, why is it that the logo is such a, a important piece of of, uh, of design? Yeah, I think a lot of times when people think of brand or. Uh, a club, you, you obviously think of that mark first. Uh, we can all name uh, within the soccer community various clubs just by seeing a silhouette even. Mm -hmm. So to be able to get that right, um, stay for a, a long period of time, whether that be a decade or a couple of years, etc., cetera, uh, it means a lot. And then a brand is built around that. You've got your your communications, how you uh, inform uh, your coaching, your uh, front office, everything builds into this this brand identity, and it's not just the logo, but a lot of times with soccer clubs, football clubs, that's what people see primarily. That's what the players kiss uh, when they score the goal, or you know, they have those various celebrations. That's first and foremost. You see tattoos, you see all kinds of stuff. So to nail that, um, obviously, that's why it's so important because that's the first people, first thing that people think of. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for me as a designer, obviously to get that right, uh, it's paramount. But then um, if I'm given the opportunity to kind of continue to, to dive into the rest of the materials, which in this case, uh, it just didn't work out that way, which uh, they're doing a great job implementing it and using it uh, in the wild. Um, it, it's just uh, an evolution. So hopefully it has staying power, but maybe in five years, the landscape changes with technology or the sport. And it's going to have to change. Um, so it's going to evolve and it's going to grow. But I think uh, as time goes on, I think this is a solid base for, for them to, to evolve and grow and uh, move forward from. You're listening to The Path. I'm your host, Matt Ralph. And we've been talking to Ariane Wandel, a designer based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, who was involved in the refresh of Reading United's logo. And I, I recently caught up with the uh, Reading United's Director of Communications, Ryan Linneweaver, to ask him about the process. Yeah, you know, Arian uh, has been great. I mean, he was an intern with us, I believe, back uh, 2012, 2013. Uh, it was right around when we made that run in the Open Cup uh, to play the Red Bulls. So he was involved in all of that. and. You know, we've stayed in touch over the years and he's kind of uh, done his thing down in the Lancaster area. And we've always kind of uh, had an eye on revamping our logo. I mean, it's been the same since 2010. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been with the team since 2010 and that's about how long I've wanted to change the logo. <laughs> uh, so, so thankfully, uh, with the 25th anniversary season coming up this year, uh, it was one of those things where we're not going to have a better opportunity to go out uh, do a, a refresh of our brand, uh, create a 25th anniversary logo, kind of throw everything all together at the same time. Uh, and I think what Arian did was was fantastic. And yeah, you know, thankfully, thankfully people like it. <laughs> um, we were trying to reinvent the wheel. Uh, I think that 
a lot of the branding work that went into it back in 2010 was solid. Um, you know, it really kind of proved a point of who we are, what we do, uh, where we're going in the future. You know, that was, you know, all the legwork was put in back in 2010. Uh, it was just, unfortunately, the logo was a little bit behind where we would have liked it to be. Uh, so thankfully, this year, reached out to Arian, uh, and he was willing to to throw something together for us. And like I said, uh, we really couldn't be happier with with the uh, final product. I talked to Ryan the day that uh, the league USLE two actually announced the cancellation of the twenty twenty season. So, you know, sad news all around. But obviously, the uh, safety, health, and safety of the players is is is, is the most important thing during this pandemic. But uh, you know, back on my conversation with Arian, uh, we talked a little more about his his background and his history as a soccer fan and as a, as a designer, obviously you're someone who is a soccer fan, which I think was probably a, 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 a important part of anytime you're trying to des- uh, hire a designer to do a soccer logo, you would have someone who understands the game. You know, I'm curious for you how, you know, how design and, and, and the game have kind of been intertwined for you. And if it's, if it, if you're, if either of them have kind of informed you in your career now um, as a designer. Yeah, I think growing up, uh, my father's from the Netherlands, so growing up, I'd always see Fine Order Ajax. My my father was an Ajax fan, and the rest of my family was Fine Order fans, so that always proved a little uh, interesting or challenging at times. Mm. But uh, when it came to design and, and soccer, definitely as I got older in middle school, high school, and starting to see MLS crop up and uh, whatnot, the first things I would see are logos and jerseys and colors and for whatever reason, that just kind of stuck with me. And uh, at the time in those years, I was into music and punk and rock and kind of that whole indie scene of do-it-yourself. So very much drawing my own logos or T-shirts. And when it came to soccer, it was, all right, how can I do this with soccer? How can I do this with something that I enjoy um, outside of music? So that turned into fan designs, um, T-shirt designs, uh in the early years of the union, did a lot of work with a company called Bark Tees, yep. um, doing a lot of the Sons of Ben t-shirts early on in kind of those early years. Um, did a couple of things with the union. did a season membership scarf one year and various interactions. So a lot of fun to do that. A lot of stuff with the outlaws on the East Coast, various chapters. So a lot of my design career, if you will, really much started out of that season of my life where I did a lot of just random stuff for soccer communities and uh that kind of is what gave me the understanding of programs and software but also someone gave me a portfolio to say hey this is what i've done um because i went to school for marketing so it definitely allowed me a place to build something outside of the the traditional university environment yeah it's kind of one of those things too where you're you know i would think too that as you as you took on different projects it was like you know okay this is uh there's an added excitement when it's something that you also a team you support or a sport that you like and that you play where it, yeah. it takes on a little bit of a different um kind of a labor of love a little bit right where you're you're designing yeah. you're not designing just like a, a product packaging for something you don't actually use, right? You're, 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 you're designing exactly. for something that you're enthusiastic and, and, and as, as in your 
in your time not designing you're, you're involved with as well. Exactly. It definitely makes those uh, later nights and longer hours a little bit more palatable and manageable because you're not really thinking about it like you would be if you're designing for a, a catalog that just has a bunch of random socks or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is there is there something in the area of design as it relates to soccer that like that you particularly love or that that you think was challenging to the point that it really stretched you and and you look back on it now and say hey I'm really glad that I I did that project because it helped to kind of get me to where I'm at now. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things I could probably point back to. Um, so I'll just go with two. I think the first, kind of going back to the badge idea, a lot of times people just think, oh, it has to look cool. Um, but there's a lot of symbolism that has to be inferred into such a small space. Mm -hmm. So I think that challenge of problem solving definitely helped me and informs uh, my process of how do I think about this that is bigger than just a couple lines or a couple of shapes, but also tell a story. So that was definitely the one big thing is kind of, uh, it informs me saying, oh, graphic design isn't just pretty things. It's, it's thought out. Um, and then something else in the soccer community would be the scarf. Um, everyone knows what they are, has one, has a hundred. Right. And uh, I, I have my fair share as well. But designing for that is definitely a lot different because the medium itself, if it's traditional, it's knit. And because of that, certain logistics need to be met. So stitching has gotten a lot more advanced uh, in recent years, but kind of when I was still doing it, and I think even today, you kind of have to match certain uh, patterns or kind of lay out a design differently just so you can get the stitching details to show. Um, and there's been times where letters don't show up correctly because they're too small, and then mm -hmm. it spells something that you don't want it to spell. Yeah. Um, so kind of knowing what that looks like before it goes to, to the machine, to the company that prints it or, or knits it or puts it together um that kind of definitely stretched me a little bit which i don't get to design scarves as much anymore which is a bummer hopefully i get to do a couple for reading but uh definitely inform me on the logistics of how a logo uh, is translated across medium so when i was uh, at high school and college kind of learning some of those lessons early on has now informed me in my career of doing more uh, physical printing in various mediums i have to think through and that was one of the aspects of the reading united logo we need something that will translate in detail simply across jerseys, scarves, T-shirts, etc. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it seems like a lot of times a reaction to a logo, even if it's a positive reaction or whatever it is, is is kind of like, well, that didn't look that hard, or or yeah. uh, you know, but because it is in a in a your end product has to sort of be like you said, it has to have it has to be be able to quickly and simply communicate a story and the the path to get to that is not it, that's that to me that seems like that's where the real work is is to get to a point where someone can say well that that makes sense and looks easy um yeah because you spent all this time figuring out how to get to to something that can be easily communicated in that way yeah and i think uh, it's very much that. And I think not only is it just that project, but it's also the years of practicing and skill training. And it's like a, a soccer player themselves. Mm -hmm. It's practices, growing up, sacrifices, the season itself, playoffs, and then you see the, the final or the cup game or whatever it may be. And 
they make that easy pass or it looks easy, but you don't see the, the season before it or the 20 years before that. Mm-hmm. So very similar to that. It's just uh, a continuation. And yeah, every project's a little bit different, but uh, it's, it's a career like anything else. Um, you keep building from it and keep learning. Thank you for listening. This has been the Path Soccer Podcast. Our guest this episode was Arian Wandell. You can see more of his work at wandeldesign.com. That's W-A-N-D-E-L design.com. You can also check out more information about Reading United at readingunitedac.com and follow me on Twitter at MattRalph underscore TBG. Be sure to check out brotherlygame.com. For all the content that's there, including podcasts by the Doobie Brothers and Ford Chester, a new podcast about the city of Chester. Thanks for listening and stay safe.